it, we need to talk about the, the biggest snub of this decade. The biggest TV snub the, the, of this the, decade. The... Just like crushed it this year. It was nominated. It should have won. Oh, I thought Marvelous gonna... Mrs. Maisel. I thought you were going to no. say Bo Burnham. Uh, well, <laughs> Bo Burnham was snubbed. Scarlet Witch, I assume. WandaVision? Yeah. Wrong. Emily in Paris didn't get the Emmy that it was nominated oh, for. Oh, God. I know. I mean, it, come on. It had okay. everything you wanted. I was so mad when I saw that. When you saw that Emily in Paris didn't win an Emmy? No, then when I saw they got nominated, I was pissed. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Bookends with Friends. This is your co-host, Parker Moon. I'm your returned host, Fred Irvin. I'm a talking sore, Daniel Phillips. And we are a weekly book club podcast where three unqualified dum-dums talk to you about books and all things books related. And this week, we are actually talking about a book again, and I'm so excited. Uh, We're talking about Warbreaker by Brandon Sanderson. Oh, man, it feels good to be talking about books. It feels good to be under the tent. How are you guys doing today? Doing pretty good under the tent. So this is exciting. It feels like we're recording after hours because it's like nighttime right now. Spooky. We, we've been recording earlier normally, and now we're recording at night. And boy, oh, boy, later, later in the week. I will say technically not earlier. Te- well, later. Okay. We've been back. We're back on schedule, baby. Let's go. Let's talk we about We definitely books. didn't record the day that we were supposed to release <laughs> a couple weeks ago. It's a nighttime on. episode, and I'm excited to talk about books. Let's, before we do that, talk about short stories, our segment where we discuss what's Horror going on. stories, because it's nighttime. In our lives. And it's fall. I want to go first on that. Okay, Dan. Because it's fall. We keep talking about fall. <laughs> oh, my God. But boy, oh, boy. I feel like there's got to be a limit. Boy, oh, boy, are we there right now. We sound like the most, like, boring people. Shh. It's fall. And it's beautiful. Yeah, you get a, you get a whisper in fall. And the, the leaves are changing. It did rain for like five days straight, and it was yeah. really damp and muddy that's outside. How, that's how fall arrived. <laughs> but it was sunny today. It was a high of like 70. I got to go on a bike ride on my lunch. Wait, this is your short story. You weren't just actually kidding. No, no, this is my <laughs> short story. We're talking it's about fall weather. No, three this weeks is, running, baby. I, I haven't talked about it yet, though, so I get my say of fall. Okay. Um, my wife and I went on a nice bike ride on our lunch, and then after work, we took our dog to the trail which is by our house. We've talked about the trail before and it just feels good. And it makes me, makes me happy to be outside and not damp. <laughs> Cause I've been damp for four months mm, in the summer heat. Big and I'm not, sweaty boy. I'm not damp anymore. I'm glad that's, you're not damp. That's all I got. That's my short story. What are you um, reading? I'm reading song of Achilles. Nice. It's really good. I'm almost done with it. I Is it as horny as everyone said? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is it as damp oh, as everybody says? It could be. Um, it might be. I do want to read that and and Cersei, but I um, heard that Song of Achilles is like four times as horny, at least, as Cersei. I'm almost done with it, so I think I'm through. How many exponentially times hornier is Song of Achilles? I would say about the same, honestly. Whoa. Parker okay. has parental controls on Maybe his Kindle, not. so that's why he's not able to read it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mom, can you unlock my Kindle? He hasn't figured me? it out yet. <laughs> How was your week, Brett? Oh, my week. Um, well... If you talk about Fall, you're banned from the podcast. <sighs> yeah. um, we get it. Everyone at Bookends and Friends Incorporated loves fall weather. We're closing in on winter time, and oh. you all know what that means. <laughs> God dang it. 
Um, so, yeah, this is actually an in memoriam for summer. Okay. So I'm going to talk about all my... Actually, that would have been a great idea. That would have been a great idea. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's happen. not it. <laughs> Maybe some other time. Uh, in a different timeline. So... I'm trying. The, so the biggest thing that happened in my work life is that I just moved desks recently. Heyo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Guys, we are keeping the Excited. listeners on the edges of their freaking seats with things like fall weather for the third time in a row and moving desks. <laughs> I did have a uh, uh, a rough morning uh, the other the other day. Did you send another I, uh, pair of shoes to an apartment? No, I um, I may have done that in my sleep because I slept walk really bad. Oh. Um, it was actually. The night that we released, or I guess, it, so it was on Tuesday, Tuesday morning at like three in the morning, because mm-hmm. I stayed up too late editing. It took, it took longer than I expected, so I didn't go to bed till like after midnight. Oh my God. And then I found myself awake. A lot of times I like slowly have creep we, out of my sleepwalking. Question, have we talked about your horrifying demonic level yeah, of sleepwalking so. on yeah, the podcast? We, we've talked we've about definitely it. discussed yeah. it. Okay. I think Early episodes. on. Okay. Yeah, because I think I leaned on that heavily for short stories. Yeah, 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 this yeah, is yeah, a yeah. refresh on your sleepwalking. Yeah. Okay. So I I slowly like come out of my sleepwalking eventually, and then I realize what's going on. So I that happened while I was in the shower getting after I'd in already drank shower. coffee and like gotten ready for work. I remember doing all that, but I it, it was it's kind of a daze. Wait, you made coffee and were drinking it. Yeah, I drank all of it. <laughs> and then I got in the shower oh. and I realized in the shower I I realized how dark it was oh cuz I hadn't turned on a light or anything. And I looked outside and I can see my out my window from and I was like, it's dark outside right Brett, now. My guy, you got to go to a and sleep so, study. So I got out of the shower. I finished my shower because I was like, why not? I mean, you're like, already I'm here. already here. What time was it? It was 4 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> so you drank a cup of coffee at, at 4 a.m. And I was fully, I Holy had like, Christ. I had like gotten everything ready to go to work. Um, I, I, I was ready to go and I was in the shower and I got out and I said, well, I hope I can fall back asleep. Do so you I think, just laid in bed for a while. Do you think that was stress induced by like going to work by having to edit our podcast (laughs) it usually is like stress induced so it's like i remember drinking coffee and then getting in the shower but then i slowly like i'm it's like you're half asleep so you slowly like come into realization that like oh shit i've been like i am this is not good like How, what's your um, fall slash yeah. sleepwalk story? No, I'm going to keep mine short. Uh, Star Wars Visions, it's so good, oh, guys. I haven't watched it's it yet. It's so good. Um, I have it set If up you're to watch. a big nerd like us, it's Star Wars Visions, it's on Disney Plus now. They're shorts. They're like 13 to 20 minutes long yeah. episodes. They're anime style, like Star individual Wars. stories mm-hmm. that are all um, outside of canon, thing. apparently. It's outside of, it's officially yeah, yeah, not canon. It's not canon. So yeah. like it's, you know, cool. it doesn't Good. mess with the Well, that's timeline. what I'm saying. Like, that's great. Good. That means they can do whatever they want. Uh, Maddie and I have watched four episodes. It's the I'm most creative too. writing and most beautifully animated stuff I've cool. I've watched. At, episode four literally gave me chills. There's a, there's a Jedi that the in it that I'm in love with. No, the twins episode's good though. That's like episode three or something. But no, this, this one Jedi dude, I would like, I had goosebumps. I'm in love with her. Did I, she, Never continue. could she stab me? Was that the question? Uh, that, was, gonna that was going to be the joke. Um, yeah. So for our listeners who don't know, well, that's what I was going to. Here, here we go. Okay. Here it is. Well, our, short stories are already, already running really long. Yeah, we'll talk just, about it. Yeah, they'll just leave that as mystery for later. We'll leave it as a mystery. I have a certain type of woman that that's I'm so attracted specific. to. So specific. Oh my god. Okay. That's. 
women who could stab me. I mean, y'all know. I, I from, a, from a young age, I, I don't know why, just, like, evil, powerful women are hot. <laughs> it's a thing. Helga Sinclair from it. Atlanta. There okay, I know. It's the there one I always is. talk about. But it, it's the other, any other characters in books or movies. A, a, Maleficent. In particular, and this is a very important word, mm-hmm. women who could yeah. stab me. Not who, who have would. The, who have the potential to. Not that I want them to. Thank you, Brett. It is the yes. women who have the potential to and can, but maybe or may or may because not. Because of your cuteness, they might not. They yeah. might not stab, but just. <laughs> they a, let you live. A powerful woman who could stab me. That's At it. any time. It keeps you on your... I'm keep, married one, yeah. right? It's and fine. If and if they're blonde, <laughs> plus 10 points. It's, yeah. uh, it's all right. All right. Fine, fine, fine. Um, it's, let's talk about a book. Let's talk about... God, this, <laughs> this episode's going to be so long. I'm so sorry. Give me away from this. I'm this so sorry time. for our listeners who had to listen to that also. It's fine. <laughs> hey, let's talk about uh, Warbreaker. Let me tell you guys about Warbreaker. Yes, let's do a synopsis. Dan, hit us with it. I'm going to do a nice brief synopsis of Warbreaker for us. Not going to get super heavy into it, just base level. So basically we have um, two cities, Idrian and Halidrin. Idrian has two princesses and there's a running treaty right. within the story of um, Halidrin is not really attacking Idrian because their princess is going to wed the God King. The God which King. Is, and Halidrin is the, the main power in this, in this Patel, world. This, right. this world. Yeah. So the God King is the, you know, almighty, like all powerful being in this book. Um, the princess is supposed to marry the God King. The eldest is supposed to marry him. Um, the father does not want to give up his eldest daughter to Ravenna. this God King, eldest daughter of Avena. And so they send... Siri. Siri instead, the youngest princess and just kind of like... One of their friends turned on Ruka. Continue. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so they send Siri. She's like, you know, the least mature of the princesses to be sent to the yeah, god she, king. she's the youngest. So so uh, Vivenna was trained her entire life right. by the Indrian court to go to Halandren and be this good princess to prevent war. And, and uh, eventually the king decides there's wars coming anyways. I don't want to send my more valuable daughter right. kind of messed up. So he sends Siri, the youngest daughter who's more carefree and <laughs> who never listens to him, who, do, who doesn't listen and has not had the training to understand the Halandrin ways. Yep. And so she's kind of sitting blind as more or less a sacrificial lamb yes. because they think war is coming to the God King. And then through some, not, not to get in super big details, the God King is not who, we think he is. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a deeper plotting going on in Halandrin Twists to and kind turns. of cause this war, right. regardless of the God King. So, so the main drama becomes it's Siri dealing with the fact that she has to be wed to this all-powerful being who's mm-hmm. got thousands and thousands of breasts, and Vivenna, who comes into Halandrin against her father's wishes, anyways, to try to rescue her sister. Yes. So that that's the main encompassing plot of the story. That's the setup, and then things spiral from there. And conspiracy and twist and turns and sabotage and and betrayal. Yeah, and so, so let's let's talk. Let's break it down for for the listeners. I know if if you're listening, hopefully you read it. Um, we'll give there, there's kind of three parties involved. I'd say with the with the, with the book in whole, uh, maybe four. So there there's Siri and the God King. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it's it talks about Siri doing you know her thing and part of this Halandrin court where there's these lesser gods who have who have returned they have you know a part of the magic system is they've gotten uh, they basically have been reborn after death chosen to be these godlike beings they're 
they're strong, they're like enhanced, they're beautiful, um, and they're worshipped. But they're, they're the trick of that is at any time if they choose, they can save someone's life by giving up their breath and dying, and thus their godship ends. And, and they die. And they die. But that's why they're worshipped, because they can save anyone's life. So they have people who come and, like, plead, essentially, to be saved. Yeah. So you have these gods in the court. You have Siri and the god king as one faction. You have uh, uh, Vivenna, who comes into the city and tries to make it on her own and realizes she can't. She finds um, some mercenaries named Tonkfa and Denth who take her under their wing Fantastic. and they say, hey, we're hired by your dad. We're going to see this through. We're going to like essentially like destabilize the economy and the the city of Halandrin so that when they go to war, they're going to be off balance. And then in, within the court of gods, you have a lesser god named Lightsong and he's fantastic. And he he's the god of bravery, but his whole deal is that he is... Uh, kind of aloof and does doesn't, not know what's he, going on. He doesn't want to be worshipped. He doesn't think himself a god, and he thinks the whole deal, like with the the court of gods and and the halogen ways, is is kind of messed up, and that they've got it all wrong. So he's trying to get people to stop worshiping him, and then kind of stumbles upon greater purpose right. as a reluctant hero. And uh, I said there was a fourth. There is a mysterious figure named Vasher that we cannot. Uh, leave out who has a talking sword named Nightblood and Vasher holds a lot of breaths he's very powerful and Nightblood is a sword that uh, how would y'all how would y'all describe Nightblood a sentient sword he is a sentient sword that's meant to destroy evil that's meant to destroy evil but he doesn't know good from evil (laughs) but he's kind of an idiot so he really just wants to kill anything he yeah. wants to kill anything and and he also can, but he but specifically if you have a evil heart yeah you will be tempted to unleash Real him and blood. you will die from using nightblood so that it, that it, he has a lot of smoke yes yeah. it like it like consumes the yeah. the person using the sword or consumes yes. the yes. breath it runs off the breath anyways we're getting into deeper plot of the story but that's that's the setting it's multiple points of view it's fantastic it goes on a wild journey Hit me with y'all's thoughts. Favorite character, Light Song, for sure. That's Light part Song? Of my likes. I, mm-hmm. I, I love Light Song. And yeah. God, I love Nightblood so much. Yeah. Um, Nightblood is he's so just weird. Yeah. He's a really weird character because, like, when I was introduced to Nightblood, yeah. you think he's like, oh, this is a really powerful thing. Yeah. And he is, but, like, he doesn't really know he is. Right. Like, right. He's a. So, Almost like comic relief throughout the book. Yeah, there, there was one thing, there was one part where I actually like bust out laughing and it was, so a, a little bit to the book, this is a spoiler light, um, Vivenna, you know, stumbles upon Vasher and they have a meeting and at one point she picks up the sword and this is before she understands like its sentient ability or whatever and it, and Nightblood just has one line and it kind of speaks like telepathically in the, yeah, the in holder's brain, mind yeah. and it said, Hello, would you like to do some killing or so, something yeah. along those lines? Or would, would you, you like, like to, to kill destroy some evil? Yeah, would you like yeah. to? It's so funny, just like the way it, it, it like popped into her brain, and she was having a very traumatic moment. And man, Nightblood. you just imagine every time every time Nightblood talks, you just imagine me like, well, the, in the voice on the audiobook was pretty good for it. it was like, hey, hey, you, 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 it's just it sounds like like a creepy figure in the shadows, um, or it's like, hey, you want to do? And it's just right. like, but it sounds like a. Um, 
Just like a, I pictured, I pictured like the voice in my head was very like childlike, like almost kind of like dumb like and Gilbert, like innocent. Like Gilbert Godfrey esque. I just imagine like devious, like yeah, yeah, yeah well, like definitely devious, but like also like it would be amazing un- like, because it's Gilbert it, Godfrey. It, <laughs> I was saying, I want Gilbert, someone to. Sorry, I, I was trying to think who that was. Yeah, Iago, like the, um, yeah, yeah, no, not like that at oh, all. That's what I thought. Um, but like childlike, cause it, it mentioned that in the book, like it, it, it's tone was never like, let's kill. It was yeah. just like, let's oh, yeah, kill. Like not, I destroy yeah. evil. Like it's not, it's kind of like it, it knows its purpose, but it's like a kid. Like right. it doesn't know what it's doing. It doesn't know why or how to judge yeah. morality, which it right. makes for a very funny pseudo character. Yeah. So it, I mean, Brett, who's, who's your favorite? Um, probably, I mean, I did. I did love Siri. I love Night mm-hmm. Song. Um, I mean, Vasher's pretty great. He yeah. he plays more into like later into the book. I mean, he's like halfway. He starts playing more of a role halfway through the book. Yeah. yeah. I did like, while, uh, I don't I'm trying to avoid saying things. I liked Parlin. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, as just like a side character. Definitely. Same. Just, he's such like a goober. Like he gets there and he does not belong there, but he fits in. He just like buys like a red hat. So they're from... Uh, Idrian, they don't, they're very against like color and mm-hmm. very against like outward showcases of emotion right. so, and so, stuff like that. So they're very like reserved. Yeah. So, so just a little bit more backstory. So Idrian uh, and Halandrin are both theocracies, right? So they're both mm-hmm. governed by theology. Yeah. So imagine Idrian folk are all like very devout and they think uh, they're they're very legalistic. They think that like any show of display or color is against their god's will. Right. And then the Halandrin, uh court of gods are all about like luxurious lifestyle and like because of their godhood, they like the the people with breaths are the divine, and they're all about like color and and holding breath is like seen as like power that's almost right. like their currency there right. so it, it's two they're they're very competing uh uh religions they're very yeah. divisive because the, of that yeah the idrians like vivenna who is um siri's sister the oldest of the princesses she spends a lot of the book sucking sucking and calling uh like basically shit talking uh, Halandrin, Halandrin yeah. people yeah. and culture and, and everything her own in general who are like poor, right? So yeah, she spends a lot of time talking about how everything that Halandrin people do are, is just like yeah. abomination after abomination, and so it's just like they just hate the outward showcases of emotion, just like any kind of any kind of color in general, because they're very like mute as far as yeah. like just their personalities. And well, the thing is like. You know, Siri came out of this, and Siri is yeah. very the opposite. But yeah. in general, they they like keep their personalities reserved. But um, yeah, is her she's independent and is her own person. She, you know, will give her. She has had the opportunity to be that, and she talks about that early in the book, where Vivenna was kind of controlled her whole life. Right. Um. So there is a discussion there. Um, but yeah, I mean, Light Song. How can you not love Light Song? Yeah, Light he's Song like is the just, biggest comedic relief. He's of so the, funny. He every chapter that yeah. was Light Song's chapter, I was excited to read. I, w- I want to see like a separate series of just the adventures of Light Song and uh, Larmar. Yeah, he's yeah. his high priest, <laughs> Scoot. 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 Oh, um, their adventures are just so wonderful. I like, can't believe we him have, dragging Scoot along everywhere. We have a high fantasy like world and universe 
with a standalone book in it where a character's name is Scoot. Well, well his name is Larmar, yeah. but Lightstone no, decides to call get him Scoot so early on, and it's, it's like such a gem. 10. Yeah, yeah. And you're like so Scoot. Funny. What is this? Um, um, before we get too far, so I want to I want to talk to the audience and to y'all and, and get y'all's thoughts on it. I really had a problem with the first 200 pages of this book. I'd say I'm very unsure of. Where it was going, and I was had a yes. So, it so was very were, problematic. There was, there was, yeah. So there was a handful of things. So I didn't really like any of the characters besides Light Song early on, um, and and until Dent and Tong Fa, and I really liked them. And uh, but but besides that, I, I had a big problem with the story because it, it was they the plot wasn't very clear. But what we knew was that there was two cities. And Siri was basically sold into more or less yep. to be sex trafficked to this god king. And Underage. There, she's also. 17 years old. It, it really played into it. It kind like, of like I did not like at all how it played into this like male power fantasy of yeah. like essentially she was given to the god king to be like her his bride because he was this big powerful guy basically just to like have a child like, yeah it, it yeah it, it was it was gross and i really hated it and then vivena um who's one of the main characters is super legalistic yeah. and judgmental and and so early so on long. i was really put off by this this the setup of the yeah. book and and brandon sanderson has this writing style he, he kind of there's some parallels there uh with the stormlight archives of where in setting up the culture and the religions and some of the stuff, he he does it yeah. so that it can point out the flaw. Yeah, he, and then yeah. he turns it on yeah. his head and you end up realizing like, oh, that it, it was intentional storytelling and it was done yeah. in a way where the payoff was really good. But what I will He's say... shining a light on the... But it's a harsh light. Yeah, well, well, yeah. and, but what I'll say is like, if you're, if you're first getting into yeah. this series or if you're first getting into the Cosmere for that matter... I would have been really... I, I was put Turn, off. I mean, I'm glad yeah. that I read Stormlight before, but, yeah. like, the first couple hundred pages, I was, like, not thriving on the writing because I, I really didn't love the stuff with Siri. Uh, and they they really do flip that on your head, so don't worry. If you ha- if, if you if you haven't read and yeah, you consider if, if reading... you stopped, because that's understandable. I was worried point. that it was going to go, like, a Game of Thrones way. Yeah. Where that, it was going to be really gross. It was very George R. R. Martin in um, not a good way. And they, <laughs> and they completely flipped out on his head. And and so to do more spoiler light stuff, Susabron... Susabron. Susabron. The God King. The God King. That's his name. Uh, he is also childlike. So the, the, this big conspiracy unfolds yeah. where the priests have cut out his tongue because he holds so many breath. They don't want him to have as much power. Yeah. So anyways, but he, he doesn't know what sex is. He right. doesn't know what series there for. And and he also is a very respectful, kind, kind loving leader. And so he does. Yeah. And so they flip on your head because you think like, oh, she's being sold into this. And like, it's going to be this awful tyrant. And that's how it's written because it's mostly Idrian point of view to start. Right. And then Sirius slowly unfolds this mystery that there's yeah. like some uh, like political like espionage going on within the court of gods, right. which is all very interesting and oh, really saves the storytelling. Yeah, great twists and turns. And like, that, I will say, like the second half, like there's so many great like oh yeah, uh, like, so, oh shit moments. Uh, one of our our listeners, Jay, she reached out a, a specifically about chapter twenty, and she she like mentioned when she was reading she's like that to like that was like shocking, and that that was the chapter I remember of being like that's where everything flipped for me because right. that was where. The Sesebron reveal was, and the Court of Gods like stuff, and the the deeper espionage reveal, and that's and it also like kind of stopped my 
like increased anxiety every chapter where it was like yeah about like being like grossed out and like is this girl like going to be essentially raped and i was really not vibing on that so i'm glad chapter 20 was was like okay i can put like this story go it just goes so good from there yeah and that's that's only one of the major plot twists in this book there's another one later that i don't think will spoil no but uh it it really really it like is just it throws good you writing through a loop and throws you through times. a loop. Yeah. 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 Um, I want to go back to Jay's email because I, I pulled it up here because uh, I don't believe she has read. She has not any read any other Brandon Sanderson. Yeah. She she mentioned that in the email that this is her first Brandon Sanderson. This is the book. first Brandon Sanderson book. She was introduced to the Sandra Lanch, which we've talked about as his style of writing of build up, build up, build up. Last two hundred pages comes crashing down. Yeah, it's nonstop. You don't want to stop reading because it's it's just culminates all together. Yeah. And um, how did you feel about the Sandra Lanch in this book? Did you like it? Did you dislike it? What parts did you like? To not like spoil anything. But yeah. So I'm gonna have to. It's it. a landmine because I or a landfield minefield. That's <laughs> landfield. I found somewhere it. in there. I found it <laughs> landfield. It's a minefield because a minefield. I don't, don't want to spoil anything. I, I really liked it. I felt like the the action was great. The really the the beauty of this book to me was the political espionage mm-hmm. and the like the guessing of like who's actually pulling right. the strings Which and is, yeah. who you know who in the court of gods can you trust? Are the priests good? Like all that all the questions that that Brandon Sanderson has you asking the entire time yeah. kept me hooked. Uh, I will say it ended fast and it ended yes. fast. it really did in fast it ended fast in a way where i was like, like wait what when things got really really interesting i was like man i could have had like or, or, or i just really want to know what happens to these right. characters there's a lot of things where they 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 do for a couple characters i don't know if i want to say it, like i don't want to spoil anything yeah. but there's a couple characters where they do give like a good send-off for yeah and they like Go off into the sunset kind of thing. There's a lot of falling action. There's not a lot but, of, um, what's the word that the final wrap up? Resolution. Of? Yeah, but there's a word for it within like literary terms that I can't think of right now. It's it more doesn't so matter. Just hit, it's, it's like hidden story. Right, exactly. It, it leaves it to the imagination of yeah. the um, so to the reader. The, for, for my thoughts on it, it, it does end really fast. I think it ends fast because the this book is... You know, it's character driven. It follows characters. Very Those very characters are not where the ending of the book is, if that makes sense yes. for the people well, who have read it. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. That's um, a good way so of that, it. that's how I feel about the ending. I do like the ending. I, I'm hundred percent fine with how it ended. I think that's fine. The the quick ending. The only issue I have with the ending, and this is coming from someone who really loved the book. I really like it. Same. Yeah. Um. I feel like the ending was like the Vasher show when the beginning yeah. was really Vasher light. Yeah. And so I wish either more characters had more of an ending at the well, end or Vasher had more stuff at the beginning. Yeah. They, they, to didn't, set it up more. they didn't get to write. There was one plot line that I was, I was interested. To I see think I know up. what you're going to say. And I think it's probably Cosmere related. I'm imagining it's one of the other characters, one of the mercenary characters. Uh, no, I know what you're talking about. Oh, like, okay. where they say, like, oh, they probably took the money and run, ran yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it was with Siri and, like, the um, the repercussions of, you know, mm-hmm. the decisions her father made at the beginning of the book. Oh, and, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, right. I, you know, 
you know, where she's at the end of the book, I'm yeah. sure she probably doesn't care. But, like, I would, there's still, you know, there's going to have to be yeah, resolution there, to there that. There easily could have been a book two, and there is no book two in this book, I think yeah. is the way to say it. Yeah. Um, I like that it's a standalone. I like that it leaves a lot to the mm-hmm. imagination and a lot to, like, you, the, the, audi- like the, the reader can think about how this the rest of the story unfolds, right? Because it really does, like, th- what I would say is it's, it's almost a coming-of-age story for Siri and Vivenna. Yeah. And the th- the thing that leaves it takes you, longer for Ravenna. It does, but the <laughs> the thing that leaves you wanting is you don't. And I, I kind of had a problem with this: is you don't really see them fulfilled. Like you don't see Siri and Vivenna both at their highest point. You see them breaking free of their chains of what held them back of their, if it was their, in Vivenna's case, like legalistic beliefs and her, you know, her struggling with like being judgmental. And then she becomes this fully fleshed out character who would, you know. It, it, she has a really big sweeping oh, yeah. arc. Where I, she's I a love different. Vivenna. Me too. She, I, I do too. And I really think the thing that hit home with me for Vivenna is I actually relate to her a lot yeah. of having a childhood where I was very sheltered and um, very privileged and also had a lot of strong beliefs because I had beliefs because right. that's what I was raised in. Yeah. And then slowly as you learn more of the world, you do slowly become embarrassed of how your thoughts used to be, yeah. right? And I, I mean, think it's it's hard coming from a flat Earth family. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hate you. No, my fa- hey, my family. Parker just got over that like last year. Okay, <laughs> we have to be supportive. Oh my them. god, my family uh, is not flat Earthers. Let's not start that hey, rumor. It's okay. It's uh, okay. It's hey, fine. we're here. I don't. Grown. <laughs> You've grown Shut as a person. Up. Okay, that was a good. Bur- that was a good uh, burn. Um, yeah, she d- she does have the. The best overall arc. Like, you yeah. see a, the most growth in Vivenna. She goes through... What were you going to say? Uh, so, but, I mean, but what I was... Sorry, just to finish my point real quick, is, like, for, for both Siri and Vivenna, they both step into their own, but they're also... The thing that I have a problem with, tying into what Dan was saying with, with the Vasher show, is there was a lot of scenes that was like, look at this cool man do these cool action things... Yeah. And and really, you're the main characters, Siri and Vivenna, were mostly set pieces or or, yeah. or like they're side, in the back line. They're in the back line for the climax yeah. of the book, and I, I wanted them to have one or two more big moments. Yeah, and that I that left me Agreed. wanting. I think I think Light Song's moment I was like warranted, but I do agree the other ones were like it was very overshadowed oh, yeah, by yeah, the yeah. the. You know, the okay. other male characters who just like, like, I'm picking you up and carrying you to, to, <laughs> to safety. Yeah. Damsel in distress. Yeah. 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 A little too much damsel in distress for my liking at the end. But all that to be said, I don't think it was necessarily a story about them being action heroes. I yeah. think it was a story yeah. about the, like a coming of age story and them saving both uh, or, or just saving themselves. The, the, themselves and this world without having to necessarily kill. And I actually think there's there's beauty in that type of storytelling, but there was a lot of like cool action shots yeah. that were yeah. guys-focused. I, I, I do think Siri hit like a peak earlier on than everyone else. Yeah, I think Siri she... I think her... She was the main character of like the middle portion of the book when she was fi- figuring out all of her stuff. And I think that was like her time to shine. It was weird to have like your main one of your main characters like 
kind of fade off at the end. Yeah. But I think she her her like big moments were more in the middle. So yeah. she had more of it at that point. But yeah, I do I mean, agree. With that. I'm nitpicking because I really liked it. Right. Yeah. And these, these and are like, all yeah. the, these are all really light cons to the book <laughs> yeah. if you haven't read the book. Yeah, right. It the, was a great book. The book yeah. is incredible. And I could talk for days about what I loved about it. And I, yeah. I probably will to anyone who wants to talk about it. So if you want to send in emails and have longer, deeper discussion about this, yeah. I will. I mean, and, and I can't say enough how much like I love the characters. And e- even the the antagonist characters yeah. are so lovable that I was in pain when they were yeah. fighting the the protagonist because I'm like, I don't want to see these characters lose. Like I there there was and, and even with like the what makes in my opinion a good villain mm-hmm. is when you when you hear their their backstory, their tragic backstory, right? And you're They're, like, you can't really blame right, them. Right, right, exactly. Like, there, there's, and, and like, it, it's, it, I there's think. There's one it, where you're just like, oh, man, I kind of, like, it, it's such, I really like that guy. Right, it's such good writing where you're like, when, when you find yourself not necessarily rooting for the villain, but feeling so much compassion for the villain. And I think that this story for a draw. did an yeah. excellent job of that, in particular with unnamed villain, uh, Are you talking I, about the guy in the alley that robs um, <laughs> the random guy? The, that the, really, short, the really short guy with the knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's about, right? exactly who I was talking about. Yeah, his his development and okay, character yeah, growth. I'm just making sure. I th- we're on the same page. Yeah, read this book. Warbreaker is great. If you liked this book, I highly recommend the rest of the Cosmere. It's a big. Uh, I got you in the author's note. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm cheating a little bit, so yeah. let's pass it over to Dan. So I get to do an author's note on Brandon Sanderson. Yeah, you do, buddy. I have talked so much about Brandon Sanderson on the show, and now I'm actually allowed to do it because it's it, on our and, list. And it, need, it has to be you. And you, it's relevant. It has to be you. You brought him into our lives. I'm really I excited. think it should probably be Maddie. Maddie kind of... Yeah, the one who introduced us to Stormlight Archives. everyone. Don't forget it. Thanks, Maddie. So, um, I'm not going to really... We've talked so much about him. I'm, I found some fun, a fun who? fact. Brandon Sanderson. Oh, okay. So, Brandon really Sanderson, quickly... Brando Sando, Brandy Sandy. Whatever Brandon you Sand. want to call him. Uh, beloved writer, Stormlight Archive, Warbreaker, Skyward. Read Skyward, by the way. It's I, a sci-fi I know, series. I know. My God, Cytonic's Skyward is so coming good. coming out soon. I um, know. Uh, and Mistborn is his big series. Uh, he has been writing for like his entire life. He has like 15 unpublished books before his first book got published. Jeez, um, I did not know that. He Fan is a fic. writing literary professor at BYU. You can go on YouTube and watch his entire semester class, like all 25 uh, seminars he did at BYU, and they're all really the first good. One. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's great. It's just like super cool to watch this guy that you love his books, like teach a class, tell you all um, secrets. But to get in the nitty gritty of Brandon Sanderson, he is the creator of the Cosmere, which is his basically his solar system of stories, where each story takes place on another planet in the solar system. It's a connected world. Warbreaker is a part of the Cosmere where what connects this world is the magic systems for each planet. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything for any other Cosmere book. I will say I'm jealous of Brett because he has read Warbreaker before Stormlight. Yeah. And there there are cool stuff. So many cool things in Warbreaker that pop up in Stormlight. My God. I want to read Stormlight again so bad Also, Jay, you're one of these people. um, Jay Des, like you read Warbreaker before Stormlight and you're going to 
love Stormlight if you get around. I don't want to pressure you, but I'm going to because you would really love it. Also, so Mistborn is my next uh, adventure. I haven't jumped on there. Dan, you have a little. Is yeah, I've read the first two. So is there I, Mistborn I'm, references? I ma- yeah, definitely, yes. I'm sure. I imagine it's the same way, but to me, the, the magic systems in Warbreaker and all of Stormlight Archives felt like cousins of each other so they weren't they're they're different mm-hmm. but the way that like breaths work and investiture investiture works with stormlight it felt similar like they are and, very hand in hand and very similar in Mistborn as well yeah okay that's what i figured that's yeah. cool that's so cool so th- that's how it's connected and so i wanted my author's note for the cosmere is why the cosmere came to be so uh, Brandon Sanderson is a huge, obviously, epic fantasy nerd. Um, he grew up with Wheel of Time. He actually finished the Wheel of Time once Robert Jordan passed away. Um, but he always wanted to write giant, really long-running fantasy series. Emphasis on really long. Really long. <laughs> because his books are not short. So basically, those unpublished books were a part of his epic fantasy series, and he could not get any of them published. No publisher wanted the overhaul of please take on my 10 series book that I'm going to write for the next 20 years. He could not get any book published for that right. idea. Yeah. So what he did is he wrote his first book, which is called Elantris. He got a little bit bigger, wrote Mistborn that plays into Elantris. And he's like on record of saying, I couldn't get publishers to, to agree, if agree it was. to take on a series so I have a hidden series of standalone books that all tie into That's each other. That's so wonderful. Where you have world hoppers that, you know, appear yeah. in multiple books. Yeah. And so that's how he got started. He literally wrote giant epic fantasies that play along with he, each other, but publishers think... He backdoored his way into connecting exactly. all... That is so cool. So he connected his books because publishers wouldn't let him do it in the traditional way. And it, so he did it in his own it's way. It's Tor Publishing, right? Who does... Tor is, yeah, does most of his yeah, publishing. Yeah, so they're, they're taking on his books. They have a contentious um, relationship. I think <laughs> they probably do because yeah. so, he sends them like 5,000 pages that right. has to be edited. So obviously now he is like a renowned fantasy right. writer. So like he can write Whatever you want. book yeah. Stormlight fantasies, but that's how he got started. I was going to say Cosmere. good on Tor for taking that gamble because boy, howdy, has it paid off. Yeah. I'm not sure if Tor started with oh, them. It might not, have, but yeah. they do most of his books now. They did tell him after he wrote Oathbringer, which is the third Stormlight book, if the fourth Stormlight book is a page longer than Oathbringer, they would split it into two <laughs> books because Oathbringer is like 1,500 yeah, pages. It's so long. Yeah. Um, I will also, I want to make a quick uh, uh, side note kind of uh, roasting Brandon Sanderson and take this with a grain of salt because I'm sure the people or person who worked on all of them is a good artist. Um, But I would say don't judge books by their covers when (laughs) getting into Stormlight and the Cosmere. Because what I will say is when I initially saw the covers for any of his American Mm -hmm. edition books, I was a little... Hesitant? Hesitant, yes. And I would say the hesitation comes from it looks just like deeply high fantasy, which it is. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. His books are high fantasy. There's no way of of getting around that, but it's so digestible. You're you're not going to spend, you know, 700 pages confused out of your mind and, like, every other word is made up. Like, they're they're very digestible. The characters, he's very good at writing characters that feel real, Mm -hmm. but are 
in fantastical settings. Right. And so what I'll say is don't judge a book by its cover because I definitely did before. For a full year. For a full year, and, and I my, made fun of Daniel. And then my and wife then, is still judging it by its cover. And yeah. then Maddie read it, and now we're all... And now, thanks to Maddie. I love that's you, my, Dan. That's my favorite joke along the <laughs> Yeah, you love that joke, right? <laughs> Just anyway, that's my... That's my Author's note of Brandon Sanderson. I mean, we, nice. we talk about also, it all the time. I feel like every single episode is a mini author's note of Brandon Sanderson. Uh, Brett, hit us with that fun fact that you sent, though, because I think it's very interesting. <laughs> so he went yeah. to BYU, and one of his roommates in college, um, for any Jeopardy fans out there, was uh, Ken Jennings. Yeah, who smartest happens to man be, alive. Like, one of the top three, like, greatest... <laughs> Jeopardy champions of all time. The he has the record for the most like Jeopardy. He won the wins. he won the uh, the the showdown the, the, between yeah. the the top three. Yeah. So Ken Jennings is the Jeopardy Jeopardy champion of the world. Yeah. Now he's a host on the Chase and still he's gonna be a ha- he's gonna be like a half host on Jeopardy. Yeah. Now. It, oh, is he? So yeah. I knew he filled in for Alec Trebek. After yeah, his he's gonna be like a partial host. I imagine their room in college was like <laughs> him Stacks like writing books. away. And then Ken, Ken just like trivia. studying. He's just like reading random history books. Yeah, Ken so. Jennings was like laid out in like a yoga position with like multiples of like dictionaries yeah, and just like flirting all, around yeah, him. Like, yeah, all floating around him as <laughs> like he's just like trained. reading yeah. everything and absor- and like osmosising all of the knowledge. <laughs> and then Brandon Sanderson has, and I, I'm imagining a typewriter for some reason. Yeah. And then just like is surrounded in stacks and stacks of paper. loose paper. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what it. the room looks like. That's yeah. it. It's someone genius. someone draw that, please. I want to see that. <laughs> Hit us with it. Uh, yeah, that's some fan art that I'm asking yeah. for. But yeah, um, genius roommates. I have nothing else. That's it. That's fun. I think that's it. I think this episode's long, so we should probably go ahead and bookmark it. Uh, any last thoughts on Warbreaker? Read it. it. Won't hurt. Cool. Yeah, so let's uh, let's begin wrap, wrap up. Um, before we wrap up, though, we do have some shout-outs. Uh, so we had something really cool happen to us. We had uh, uh, Eric... Uh, Makrins reached out to us. Uh, he's an author, and he uh, reached out about his book, The Reincarnationist Papers, uh, and he wanted us to do an official review of Bookends with Friends. Crazy. Had an, an actual author, published book, reach out to us that he wants us to do a review of his book, and so we're going to be doing that. I'm very excited, uh, and they're sending us a book in the mail. So Yeah, that's nice. super cool. That is, it, it was yeah. just the coolest thing, so so shout out there, and and. More it could be one of your wives that's doing this. <laughs> Just to make it feel cool. <laughs> no, they, they, he emailed and then had his publisher... Like, his publisher's Nicole. <laughs> dang it. Um, no, I feel cool, so I'm not going to let that one slide. But I'm very excited about yeah, that. So thank you, cool. thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. And then um, we also... Um, Sorry, were you done? No, no, yeah, I'm done. We also got an email uh, from Megan, another listener of ours. Just like a really, really kind email. It was nice to see that people like the show. Uh, that so, is so nice. Right? So I need she, affirmation because I she, don't... Um, <laughs> she reached out to us about the last episode about our TBR episode. Yeah. Um, just talking about how like she relates so much to TBR stress. Yeah. But most importantly, she also endorses Libby. So Ooh, nice. Everyone just get Libby. Just do it. I'm going to say it every Libby. episode. Hey, Libby. Just, come on, Libby. Just just hit us up. Hey, hey, Libby. Hey, Libby. Give us some of that cash. We're yeah. doing come some on. leg work here. No, Libby. actually, we'll do this for free. Libby, we don't even need you to fully no. sponsor us yeah. unless you want to because that was pretty cool. <laughs> but hey, you don't have to because we just love what you're doing. Right. Uh, everyone should have Libby. Everyone get a library card. Support your local library. But uh, yeah, so thank you, Megan. Just yeah. super sweet. And super Megan, cool. that really was yeah. awesome. It's so nice. 
anytime. Uh, Jay, Dez, obviously, <laughs> yeah. uh, kept up with the book and was sending us notes. We love that. That is what this podcast was designed yeah. for. So other listeners, please, if you Join even if you've society. already read it or if you haven't read it or if you've read a little bit of it, send us in your thoughts and we will we'll talk about it because we just like to talk about books. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be book related. You can email literally anything and we're going to get excited. We're, to we, we really will. You can That's... ask us whatever you want, <laughs> whenever you want to, and we will talk about it. You can send us Will Turner, will gifts. Turner gifts and it will not get old. I will. I promise you all love it. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Jay also sent us a hilarious uh, Warbreaker meme. I don't know if you saw that. Yes. Yeah, it was, it was very good. Um, so so thank you. Uh, some other people that I want to shout out uh, that have been interacting on our TikTok. We got uh, Jeremy Abbott, Zero, uh, the Danny Fresh, uh, Mel's Archives, uh, Yasna underscore Colin. So hey, Stormlight fans, we, uh, we see you. <laughs> Uh, Stormlight memes, as always, you're doing the Lord's work with your good content and and keeping up with our podcast. Uh, and and just there's so many others that have been reaching out and saying kind things, and we can't thank you enough. And everyone email us because we're lonely and we like to get <laughs> emails. Um, no, I'm, no, wait, I'm serious. Please do. Yeah. Uh, we love the interaction. We do. Uh, we love you, fans. Without you, the show would just be us talking about books, which honestly... Still be all right, be but it would be less all right. Um, cool. Special shout out to Jacob Robinson for the intro and outro of the podcast. And special shout out to Maddie Moon, as always, for the beautiful artwork of our podcast. Thank you both. And thank you again to Brandon Sanderson. Brandon Sanderson. And the fans. And the fans. And God and uh, and Astra. and Astra, the yeah. God of Colors, and Light Song. Let's be real. And Light Song, a lesser god, but a god <laughs> nonetheless. And Susebron, like our big beefy god. Our GK. Our GK. Our, our GK. Our God King. Uh, <laughs> oh, colors. Um, oh, all right. Colors. Let's uh, let's wrap up. Actually, the books. Just hit us with a normal one. <laughs> Just give us a normal one. We have to have a normal one every now and then. What's the normal one again? <laughs> Wait, I want to hear you just do it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey Brad, give us a, hey, Brad, give us a normal hit, one. Just do it. Hey, Brad, do a normal um, one for me. The real books yeah. were the Nightbloods that we made along the way. Like Take it. another. Do another. Oh, wait, no. Uh-huh. The, the, real, the real books... Were the ones we awakened along the way. Okay, that's fine. That's, that's close enough to what it is. They're human-shaped books. They're human-shaped books. <laughs> okay. All right, let's get out of here. Bye.